0: and welcome to a very special episode of Board Game Blitz. We know you just got an episode a week ago, but this episode, which is formally episode 9, is going to give you some extra bonus content. In this episode, we're not using our regular format. Instead, Ambie and I will be discussing the board game Time Stories and all of its currently released expansions. Cassidy has not played Time Stories yet, so she's not going to be joining us for this discussion, but we certainly hope that she gets a chance to play it in the future and maybe can at least give her spoiler free thoughts. Speaking of spoilers, it is very important to note that this entire episode will contain spoilers. Lots of them. If you have not played Time Stories, it's base scenario Asylum, and all three of the first expansions, which include the Marcy case. A Prophecy of Dragons, and Under the Mask, you should turn this episode off right now. Seriously, if you have not played all four of those scenarios yet, and you think there is even the tiniest sliver of a chance that you might play it in the future, please, please, please hit the pause button, delete this episode from your feed, just don't listen to it. We, I mean, we love our listeners, and we want you guys to listen to everything we put out, but this is a Time Stories is a game that the secrets within it really make the experience what it is it's definitely not a game for everyone but we believe that it is an experience worth having and it would not be the same if you knew the details in advance so this is your last warning here there be spoilers stop the episode now or forever hold your peace because here we go guys All right, Amby. I am very excited to talk to you about this because the only people that I've discussed time stories with are the people that I played it with. So we had the exact same experience. We experienced the same order of events, the same things happening. And also, we're not going to explain how the game works because if you're listening to the episode at this point, you should have played it so you will understand how the game works. So we're not going to explain it. If you haven't played and you're still listening, then that's on you. And I may... The board game gods have mercy on your soul. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So we're not explaining how the game works, but I assume, Ambi, that you guys started with Asylum the base game scenario. Yes?
1: Yeah, we went in order.
0: Okay, we did as well, so that's good. We can let's go through each scenario and just briefly discuss each one and kind of our experiences with them. So give me kind of a rundown on how Asylum went for your group.
1: I think it took us four runs. It's supposed to be maxed out at three, but we ended up dying on the third run. And I think on the third run it says, like, if you run out of TU, you just keep going. But it didn't say anything about what happens if you die. So so there was a dead end where um, there's a bunch of monsters, and then it goes to a dead end. So I think we died on that on the third run. And then we went there again on the fourth run, and then it was a dead end. And then we ended up taking a lot of time. So.
0: I think something that you probably experienced that we did as well is Asylum had a lot of dead ends and Mm -hmm. false like stuff that looked like it was going to be helpful and it ended up being not helpful at all. And since neither one of us had any experience with time stories before this, I was actually genuinely surprised by the large number of red herrings as it Mm -hmm. were. And it was kind of frustrating too. like, not in a horrible way, but like, Plunger guy? Did you guys go after Plunger guy as well? Yes. The guy the guy on the light pole. I uh, The dancing
1: we, we, That was the dancing one, right? I
0: think. Yeah, he's on yeah. the light pole swinging around it and you bring him the plunger and nothing happens. <laughs> okay. And it's funny because in retrospect, that seems like something that would be obvious, but <laughs> yeah. being new to the game, guy wants a plunger you find a plunger it makes sense to bring it to him even though if you think about it like why in the world would a person <laughs> need a plunger like there's yeah, no logic we were, there
1: we were just trying to explore everything and then like a bunch of red herrings but that made it nice for the next runs because we are like okay now we know not to do that
0: that's very true i'm pretty sure my group explored every single thing <laughs> in that scenario and We didn't quite get that there are things that you should possibly avoid, and one of the members of my group is the type that is like, no, 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 we have to see what's behind that card. Even if sometimes it felt like it probably wasn't going to be helpful or it might be bad, like, we kind of had to do everything.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We had one major misstep in our game that Mm -hmm. definitely made us feel stupid, (laughs) so... In, in Asylum, you have to get all the pentagrams to figure out the code. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I feel kind of proud of myself. I figured out how to read the code, like how the pentagrams were going to give us the code after we only had a couple of them, or at least I had a guess. I wasn't certain because I didn't have mm-hmm. all the letters yet, but I figured out how to read it early on without realizing that I had figured that out. But we were missing a pentagram uh-huh. and we looked everywhere and we could not find it. And we went through another run and we could not find it. And we were so frustrated because we were missing one pentagram and it was hindering us from finishing. And then we realized, so during, uh, so one of the pentagrams is on a key, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, during the first time that we got that key, one of the other people in my group found the item and had it in front of him and didn't look at it very closely, <laughs> which is completely understandable. Uh-huh. Since that key had never been brought up as an important thing, on the next run, I was the one who picked up that item and I just slid it in front of me without looking at it because it was a key. Nobody had said anything about it. I didn't even think to examine it because it was something we had already had. Mm. That pentagram was sitting in front of me. (laughs) For I don't know how long. Wow. And what's funny is one of our friends was um, sitting at the table with us. That wasn't, He wasn't playing with us because he had actually watched someone else's playthrough online. And so he knew all the spoilers. So he wasn't participating. But he was kind of helping us with the decks of cards and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he knew what was happening. And he knew it was sitting in front of me. And I, we were so frustrated. <laughs> and we were just like, where the heck is this pentagram? And then I, in frustration, like put my head into my hands and looked down, <laughs> and I went, oh my goodness, <laughs> like, it was in there, and like, I don't feel super bad, because again, I was not the one who found the key initially, mm-hmm. when we picked up items for a second or third time, I don't think anyone was usually studying them yeah. very closely, so since no one had pointed it out, I didn't even think to look at it, and I was so mad, like, so angry, <laughs> because we'd had it with us for I don't even know how long, and Ugh. like it was a very amusing moment to say the least but it was
1: just like why <laughs> <laughs> for us we had a different story about the pentagram puzzle so we oh, actually really? we had all the pentagrams we knew how to read it we just couldn't read like i i was like read <laughs> it m <laughs> Because it says read item, right? Yes. So, so for the longest time, like five minutes or something, we're just like, read it's M. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, and, and then, like, um, Toby finally wrote it down. And then he's like, wait, this has read item on there. It's like, oh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, like, I, I, knew,
0: I knew what we were. As soon as we had that, once we, once I realized the key was a pentagram, boom. We were, like, in there. We were heading to the, the finish line. But I think the the points of Asylum were it gave you – it definitely helped introduce you to the idea that this is not one of those games where all of the paths are going to lead you to the end and Mm -hmm. where all the paths are good things, which obviously that makes sense. But like, especially that one that you were talking about with all the monsters, they made it feel like you had to get through Mm -hmm. that line of cards and defeat all of the monsters. And then when you get to the end and there's nothing, (laughs) that's like devastating because it's so difficult to do. And well, there's, there was something similar in Under the Mask that we'll talk about later. When we get to that, we'll get to that. But let's move on to the Marcy case. I wasn't as excited about this one thematically because it's kind of zombie-ish, but it's not super zombie-ish, so it's not super bad in that regard. I'm not a big fan of zombie stuff, usually, but this one wasn't, like, too bad, I guess.
1: Yeah, and in this one, they also introduced more of the, like, overall plot, which got exciting.
0: That's true. The cyans are this group of people that are going back in time and screwing stuff up, and we're coming to fix it, supposedly, but I have a theory about that. We can discuss later. Mm-hmm. So in the Marcy case, they definitely do incorporate, like, we. there's an overarching story to this that they haven't really elaborated on too fully at this point, and you're right, they do... You, you start to get an idea of that in the Marcy case, that these mm-hmm. are standalone experiences, but they are tied together in some way. So did your group like the
1: Marcy case? I think we liked it. Uh, we liked Asylum better because we liked the puzzles in Asylum, but the Marcy case was also pretty fun. W- one thing... I think we keep doing these wrong. Like we got to the helicopter before we had any clues about like which Marcy was right. So we just gave them a random Marcy and we, we picked wrong. But then like we saw the DNA. So then we knew which one it was after that.
0: See, and that's that's an interesting point, And it was something that my group noticed after the fact. We did not do that. We did not end up at a helicopter with a random Marcy. Mm-hmm. But the Marcy case to me is more flawed than most of the other scenarios because you can win that scenario somewhat quickly by chance. Yeah. The other scenarios don't really allow for that. Like you kind of have to work at the other ones. And this one, you if you guys had had the right girl with you from the get go, boom, the game would have been over. And that's not very fulfilling. I don't think. I really did not like the Marcy case. I still love time stories, but the Marcy case aside from the zombie theme, which really didn't bother me that much the clues that they give you to lead you to which girl is the correct one. For whatever reason, my group, like we, we collected both of the cassette tapes mm-hmm. that had the information on them, but the information on them, based on the way they were written, we weren't able to clearly determine whether they were pointing us toward something or away from something. And yeah. we had missed the fact that on one of our character cards, I don't remember specifically now. It said something about how the right girl, she was either an orphan or she wasn't, or she had parents. Yeah, like the
1: bodyguard said something about that, yeah. Yeah,
0: the bodyguard's Mm -hmm. card had something on it that we missed, and that contributed to our confusion. But, like, the tapes were really weird and vague. They weren't super clear that, like, this girl is not the right one. It was just like, it it was like, this subject isn't promising. And we were like, wait, so does that mean... (laughs) she is the girl or she isn't the girl because like we could we could justify it both ways so the tapes didn't help us in the way that they were supposed to and i don't know how like did when you guys got did you guys collect both of the tapes
1: yeah we collected them both and yeah we also weren't sure what it meant if it was like the right one or the not the right one
0: but then because
1: we had seen the dna we kind of figured it out that they were oh, pointing to, okay, not had, the right one. <laughs> gotcha. See, and
0: we had the tapes first and we didn't get the DNA till very close to the end. So we didn't have the DNA to go off of at that point. So yeah. we literally, in most of our, I don't remember how many runs we did of this. I feel like maybe four again, I think. But like, we literally had to go around and collect like most of the girls a couple of times because we weren't sure. We missed some information. We, I don't think we ever opened the safe in the hotel, so i don 't know what was in that, but there was a safe in one of the hotel rooms in the upstairs and i don't i don 't know if that would have helped us or not and the thing the the moment from this scenario that stuck out the most to me is after we played through asylum, I now don 't trust this game at all obviously yep. <laughs> because so when we got to the police headquarters office, we revealed the card that had the big red reset button on it <laughs> behind the desk, and i I'm going to take credit for this. I immediately was like, heck no, 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 no. We're not hitting that button. And my group being the, we want to see everything type was like, no, 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 come on, let's do it. And I was like, no, I'm serious. Like what good could come from resetting anything? Like what would that help? So then they overruled me and they hit the, darn button and the helicopter went away and i was so angry like i can't <laughs> tell you i was because i i get like i also want to see the content of the game but like in this specific instance i was positive i was so sure i had no doubt that this would be a not good thing for us and the fact that i was right like uh <laughs>
1: could not <laughs> so uh, i pushed the yeah. button you push the button <laughs> yes. now, did you guys have doubt about it as well though uh, yeah my husband did not want to push it <laughs> but I was like yeah whatever <laughs> the, the, that theme will continue throughout the
0: other scenarios it's it is hard to pass over content when you get to it that mm-hmm. is a difficult thing to do because even if we know that after we're done playing we can go back and look at the cards which we sometimes do in the cases where we don't explore everything it's not the same as when yeah. you're doing it during the course of the game so the next scenario was a prophecy of dragons this one was interesting because it called back to the other scenarios a few times like i remember there was like a a photo of like an area i think from the marcy case in a prophecy of dragons like it it deepened this connection between all of the scenarios even more yeah i i've heard that a lot of people don't like this scenario i enjoyed it i definitely enjoyed it more than the marcy case the, the characters that you started with had, like, more abilities, like, because they were part of the different... Ugh. Sorry to anyone listening. It's been quite some time since both Ambi and I played all these scenarios, so the little details are kind of hard to remember at this point. But, like, you you got access to different areas based on... which. Oh, the guilds. I think they were called guilds, right? Different characters oh. were part of different... or um, And, like, you had to have a member of that guild to be able to go into certain areas. And that's what the characters unlocked for you. Or whatever. I
1: I think this one is the one I remember the least. So I I don't remember. I I remember (laughs) we had to gather herbs from the forest to do spells. I think. Yes, and you had Um. to, and there were
0: like fairies that you could collect Mm -hmm. to do some things. Oh yeah, but like
1: only the elf could go into the forest. I think. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's. uh, I think. I think guilds is the right word. I could Mm -hmm. be wrong, but basically, if you didn't have a certain character, there were areas that were inaccessible to you. So I think it did a good job of making you pick different characters to do different things. My favorite thing about this scenario was that second deck that once you got to a certain point in the scenario you started a whole new deck of cards and you Mm -hmm. could start from that new spot instead of starting from the beginning every time because some of the other scenarios like that last run was often oh we know everything and we just didn't do it in time so now we have to do it all again and that was kind of frustrating so this was nice in that you had the option you could start at the beginning if you wanted but you also could start from that second deck Mm -hmm. and I liked that a lot
1: did you guys use that? Cause we actually ended up winning like on that run. So we didn't actually go back after we reached the warp.
0: I believe we did go, we did start one more time. I think we did. I'm. My group is probably listening to this and yelling, like, what are you talking about? Like, but this again was a while ago. I, I want to say that we did have to restart once and mm-hmm. we did start from the new area or we might've completed it on the first run. I'm not sure The this one definitely had a better climax I feel than some of the other scenarios. Cause there was that big battle at the mm-hmm. end with like one huge guy in the middle and all the other people. Like it definitely felt more climactic than some of the other scenarios. Like the Marcy one, you're just getting on a helicopter and picking the right girl and whatever else.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and there seemed like there was more, more paths that you could choose in this one. Like it wasn't quite as linear. Oh, I Um, felt like the the other way. (laughs) Oh, really? Well, at least in the first half, like I felt like you could kind of explore it in a different way and it didn't necessarily hinder you as much in completion. Like you could do things in a different order and still get there potentially. Yeah, but But like in
1: Asylum, there were like two distinct paths that you could go to get to the the well area, I think. Like you go through the professor area or through outside, I think. Which I thought was really cool, but then I think in the other ones, it was, like, just one, like, real path that you go. Yeah, well,
0: I think think my thoughts are more, like, the items that you had to collect. Like, Mm. you didn't Mm -hmm. really have to, I don't think in dragons, that you had to collect them in a specific order. Like, the money to buy the thing to get the Uh other thing. It wasn't, it didn't feel as, I don't know. It just, it didn't have that feeling for me, but.
1: In this one, I liked the dungeon part. There was, like. The little card maze. Yeah, the the little card maze dungeon. You can just go through and. Do different skill checks during it. That was kind of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. That was cool. I liked that as well. Um, But I think you made a good point. This one, while it was fun, it's a little more forgettable Mm -hmm. than some of the others. And I'm not 100% certain why. The fantasy theme is something I enjoy. It's just fine. But maybe it just isn't as unique enough to kind of stick in your head. And really, we didn't have... Like, you know, in Asylum, we had the pentagram key that was memorable. In Marcy, the, the thing with the button. In Dragons, mm-hmm. my group did not experience any, like, big, huge, oh my gosh, moments. So I feel like maybe that contributes to the fact that it's not as memorable, to, for, at least for me.
1: Yeah, I don't remember, like, any big mess-ups or anything.
0: So then we can move on to the last released scenario, at least as of now, which is Under the Mask. The mechanic where you can jump into different people during the scenario was a very cool new mechanic that they added. I enjoyed that a lot.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. We had a really bad experience with this game. They tell you at the beginning what you want to do, which was interesting. Whereas in the other ones, it's like, you're fixing something. Go fix it. And we don't really know what we're supposed to do. But then... Yeah, no, in this
0: one, they're very specific about what you have to do. You have to collect the mask. You have to put the poison on it. You got to put it back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't know where the mask was, and we went to the tomb without having the mask, and, like, we were allowed to do that, and we thought maybe the mask was in the tomb or something, or, like, like somewhere out next to the tomb, but we went there, and then we got a mission fail card when we were in the tomb that said that, like, we had done everything, and they were going to send another team in, and, like, we could be done with the game, but we hadn't found the mask yet. So, like, that should not have been possible for us to get that mission failed card and go to the tomb without having the mask. So that was a big turn off for us.
0: Interesting. So how, what were the conditions that gave you the mission failed card in that, at, at that point?
1: Hi, this is Future Ambi, and I looked it up. On run two, we didn't have the mask, but we went through the tunnel that leads to the tomb. We reached the flooding room, which is discussed later. Since we were running out of TU, we guessed the wrong answer and got a mission fail from drowning, which is the fail card I'm talking about
0: this will play into the conversation that we're going to have in a minute about this time stories as a whole, but I loved under the mask. And I think part of that is because my group made the right choices and guesses in this scenario, better than we had in any of the others thus far. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for time stories, we can, we can go into here in a minute, but when you have multiple options of like locations you can go to and places you can explore and people you can talk to in this scenario, we either guessed or deduced correctly, I think just about every single time. Mm -hmm. And that made this scenario feel so much smoother and so much better for my group. Like we, we, it did actually take us a little while to find the mask. We had all the other pieces first but then we were like, "Oh, here's this other place that we haven't explored." And then I was like, "Oh, look, a trap door! I bet the I wonder if the mask is in there." And we open the trap door, and there's the mask. So, like it 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 gelled really well for my group. We'll, well, we'll get into that in a second. But I do have to say that thematically, this scenario contained the coolest mechanic of any of the time stories scenarios thus far for me personally. And that was the puzzle on the floor that was underwater. Mm. Because when we first read the card, we were a little confused. But then I realized what they were doing. And they were saying that you have to hold your breath while you're looking at the card. And it was literally mimicking us diving underwater to look at the floor. And that, to me, was kind of mind-blowing. That they Mm. were... I feel like a lot of games try and immerse you in the theme and kind of only do it a little bit. You know, like when you're moving little wooden people around on a farm, on a board, you don't feel like you're farming, but in this case, they captured that feeling of diving underwater and holding your breath to try and study something that's really difficult to study. And then trying to remember it after the fact. And Mm -hmm. I like, it blew my mind. I was so shocked and surprised by that. And I think it's the neatest thing they've done so far, at least for me personally.
1: Yeah, that was a cool puzzle. It
0: was awesome. Like, it was really neat. It was tough. And, of course, the first time we looked at them, we're, we don't know what we're looking for. We didn't even know what they were going to have on them. So yeah. we're, we're all shaking our heads and, like, squinting our eyes. And we're like, what the heck? And then we put the cards down and, you know, start breathing again. And we all go, all right, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then uh, we already had the... The clue that we had, um, the scribe had translated the clue that frequency is the key uh-huh. or frequency is the answer or whatever. So we knew, I, uh, I figured okay. out pretty quickly that we needed to count the number of symbols on each card. Um, so it was not difficult for us to solve. We, the second time we went down, we were able to count okay. them pretty easily. You, did you guys figure it out as well?
1: Well, we didn't have the clue yet, but we, we thought it was a frequency, but we just like counted wrong. So... <laughs> That oh no <laughs> they're like i thought there was more of this <laughs> and I'm like oh, yeah. but yeah the next time we got it right okay yeah. cool oh then another thing in this one there was that in the tomb there was that guy with there the two guys with the same name this uh oh yeah the, yeah, the same yeah, yeah. to kill the other one so because we got to the tomb twice we actually killed both of them one in each loop but like i'm not really sure how that gets recorded in the overall story because like they won't be able to record that we killed one of them So I'm not sure how that's going to affect anything. It it was
0: definitely a weird situation and we weren't Mm -hmm. quite sure how to take it either. I kind of am a little bummed that the future expansions aren't coming out more quickly. I guess there was a delay of some kind. And I feel like us not being able to remember all those little details might actually come back to haunt us at some point in the future. Because there is clearly an underlying story here. And I guess we've already spoiler alerted this a lot, but... Spoiler alert for my personal opinion that could be true or could be not. I actually think we might end up being the bad guys. Like
1: all of this. I I don't
0: trust Bob. Yeah. (laughs) Bob is always so mad looking like Bob (laughs) smile more. Come on. Even when he smiles, it's like an awkward smile. But like all of this has been framed that somebody else went back and screwed it up and we're coming back to fix what they screwed up. But I don't know. I have this weird feeling that we might be the bad guys somehow. And I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how that would work out per se, but cause it's, Oh, it always seems like we're doing something good. I, I'm not sure where they're going to take it, which is a good thing. You know, like it could go any number of ways. So kind of what I was mentioning when we were talking about Under the Mask, I guess this is our kind of thoughts as a whole. I really love time stories. I like thematic stuff. I like story-based games. So time stories is right up my alley. And even in the scenarios where I was really frustrated and didn't like them as much, I've still enjoyed playing them. But I have a belief that how well a specific scenario goes for your individual group will influence how much you enjoy it, Mm -hmm. which... I don't think that should be the case in my personal opinion. Under the mask is a great example of this. A lot of people have kind of said that they're not fans of under the mask for the theme or for the story or for how it worked out or any number of reasons. And because my group did that scenario so well, it became my favorite instantly. Mm -hmm. And I recognize the fact that it might be my favorite only because we did so well at it. And I don't think that's a good thing. I think that, my enjoyment of the game should not be influenced by how, how well we did necessarily or at least not so heavily influenced if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, my group found a bug in the under the mask pretty much like we did something that shouldn't have been possible with the mission failed card. Just changing the mission fail card to not say that you're done would have been <laughs> better, I think.
0: Yeah. We definitely have had multiple instances in a lot of the scenarios where when we ran out of time or when we died, we were not always 100% certain which failure card we should flip. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it doesn't always make that abundantly clear. And I think we've usually figured it out, but there are some inconsistencies to, like, what you're supposed to do regarding if you run out of time or if you die and if that's different. And especially some of the later scenarios on like future runs, it's like, okay, so we already failed it once, but we yeah. failed it the second time. Now what do we do? Because I think they did that. That was a mistake in having asylum be, you only can do it whatever, three times, mm-hmm. and then you just continue. Whereas most of the other scenarios, you've ha- you get unlimited amounts of loops, but they mm-hmm. didn't specifically say that. So we were like, wait, do we just keep failing and starting over? Or is it like asylum? It was a little confusing in that regard.
1: And then it gets frustrating when you like, You know everything, and you're you're almost done, and then you fail. And so you have to go through the same thing again.
0: It really... And especially when you've pretty much got it all figured out and you just run out of time. Uh That's super frustrating.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Because you rolled threes on every location change.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's, like, maddening when that happens. As much as we would like, we've kind of dogged on some of the mechanics and some of the scenarios this game for the most part is beautifully made and beautifully constructed and there was obviously a lot of work and a lot of care that went into all of the scenarios Mm -hmm. and that that does speak highly of the company and the game as a whole i think
1: yeah especially like having all these different locations that you can go to and then having it work
0: yeah like being able to jump around mostly to wherever you want and it still works like that's Incredibly interesting and Mm -hmm. difficult to put together for sure. So, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the future expansions that are coming out and whether you think you're gonna keep playing or not. So, this it seems like the next expansion is pretty much solidly it has, I don't know how officially announced it is, but it seems like it's a legit thing. I've seen it on multiple places on the internet, and that is Expedition Endurance. I think i even saw a box cover for this one and it is an antarctic expedition during world war one but it's supposed to have like cthulhu mythos so there's supposed to be some kind of supernatural type stuff as part of it as well what are your thoughts on that one
1: i'm not sure if we're gonna keep playing these like I, i kind of want to but some people in my group don't including my husband, and we're the ones that buy the expansions, and they're getting kind of pricey to keep buying them for, like, one play. And we were pretty disappointed with the last one. so I was like, "Ah." we actually sold the other expansions. We still have the base game, but we sold the expansions just to get some money back for it.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. So then this is not confirmed information, but based on some threads I saw on board game geek, it sounds like that the two expansions after expedition endurance will be something. I don't, these are not the names of the expansions, but the themes are going to be secrets of the Templars, Templars, the a medieval story of like the Templars and heresy, something like that. And then the one after that is going to be a theme of film noir in the 1970s. And both of those sound really interesting to me. Again, this is not confirmed information. I don't have any actual proof that those are accurate, but I think those both sound really interesting and I'm excited to play them.
1: Yeah, I think they sound interesting. I wish they just came out sooner too.
0: They, that's the thing. They originally said that the expansions were going to be kind of on a three-month timetable and it's been quite some time since Under the Mask came out now, I want to say. Mm-hmm. like, And Expedition Endurance is not, releasing now i'm not sure when it is i think it was originally supposed to come out in earlier midsummer and it's not here and it doesn't sound like it's coming super soon so i'm not sure what's happened i haven't sound- seen a lot of information online regarding the timetable but i my group is enjoying time stories still and we're definitely going to play the future expansions mm-hmm. as of now at least but i think something that might be able to draw your group back in if you do want to continue is that overarching story mm-hmm. like the individual expansions themselves might not be always quite enjoyable but finding out where that big story with the Saiyans is going yeah. i think is, is kind of a draw
1: <laughs> yeah i do want to see where that goes although i'm a little wary of like how long will it take to get to <laughs> that right that's the thing like at a
0: certain point that story I imagine will have to end and then does that mean time stories ends and then although I guess they could still release standalone Mm -hmm. like expansions they must have a plan there's clearly an underlying thing there's clearly a plan I just don't know what that plan is or how long it's going to take for us to get there so it'll be interesting to see And that's it for this week's very special bonus episode of Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, BoardGameBlitz.com, to get links to all our social media pages, including our Facebook, Twitter, and Board Game Geek Guild. Our next regular episode will be released one week from today. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Morrow. Technical support has been provided by Toby Mao. If you have any suggestions for the show, feel free to shoot us an email at BoardGameBlitz at gmail.com. Until next time, we'll keep blitzing from game to game, putting things right that once went wrong, and hoping each time that this
1: next Blitz will be the Blitz home. Bye, everybody! Bye!